Hey guys, this podcast is brought to you by To Be Praised, an online community dedicated to the spiritual and leadership development of women. To find out more about To Be Praised, go to www.tobepraised.com. Also go to Facebook and search for To Be Praised and you'll find the Facebook page. Like it, share it. You'll see lots of encouragement, devotional links, uh, Bible studies, photos that you can share, and of course links to this podcast. I am your host, Erica Kimberly. Thank you so much for checking in. Thank you guys for all the positive feedback that I got from the last two podcasts. Thank you for those who gave some constructive criticism as well. I am not perfect. This podcast is not perfect. Um, As I grow and the podcast grows and as you guys grow, this will morph into something probably far more legit. But for right now, we're just going to roll with this. So thank you so much for checking in. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, Use the handle at Erica underscore Kimberly. And Erica, of course, is spelled E-R-I-K-A, no C ever. Uh, Okay, so let's just get into it. Today's topic is staying in your lane. Staying in your lane. Um, About a month ago, I was driving on the highway and this phrase came to me. Unfortunately, from a bad situation that happened, um, it was snowing and I was driving uh, back home and my mom was in my car. And so, of course, anybody who's listening to this, you know, when your mom is in your car, like you're doing all you can do to keep everything under control. I was not blasting music. My seatbelt was on per usual. Might have had two hands on the wheel. Not really sure. I don't really drive like that, but my mom was in the car. So I wanted to be safe and In my attempt to be safe, I was driving in the fast lane and there was snow on the highway and I felt my mom getting nervous and she's like holding on to the door and she's talking to me but she keeps pausing and I'm like, ma, like you good? She's like, yeah, I just feel like you need to slow down. So I go to merge into the slow lane and as soon as I do that, I feel my tire slip and my car spun out from the slow lane all the way across the highway about five or six times and I landed on the side of the road. Thank God there was this guy that saw it. He throws his car in park, runs across the highway. There's cars coming and everything. And um, he pushes us out of the little uh, snowbank that we were in. And so the whole time that this, this is happening, I kid you not, I could only think of my mom and the stark reality that I just do not have the money to total my car. But God is good. And my mom was fine. I was fine. And my car is fine. But the point is, when I was driving home and even for the rest of the day, I kept thinking of this concept of staying in your lane. And it's really bothered me since then because I feel like had I not tried to move from the fast lane into the slow lane, I would have never swerved on the road and I would have never spun out. And so I started to think about life in general and just all the ways in which we spin out all the ways that we kind of get guided away from our purpose, our calling, um, our work, our relationships, because there's something that seems appealing. Like there's something, sorry, that was my watch. There's something that seems um, exciting or better, right? And you like get out your lane to go into another lane, but more particularly, like you leave the fast lane to go into a lane that is slower simply because the option looks better. We do it with our jobs. We do it with our, uh, our careers. How many of us have like switched careers? We've done it in college. You change your major because something seems like it's a better option for you. Um, and sometimes it is. And then a lot of times it's not. And so I'm thinking about 
why we should stay in our lane. I think there's a lot of benefit to it, but the best reason that I really can come up with is your purpose is connected to your lane, right? Like staying in your lane means you're staying where you are because there's something that you have to do and there's something you have to accomplish and there's something that you have to become. And so I felt like I experienced an almost tragic situation because I was merging into a space that really I didn't need to be in. I was keeping it cool. Like, I was moving. I was going forward. Um, Everything really was fine where I was. But it was the thought that I should have been someplace else. It was the thought of being more safe somewhere else that really led me in a potentially bad situation. So uh, I just wanted to kind of unpack that a little bit and and share some, some of this out. And hopefully it's an encouragement to everybody who's listening. So how do I know what my lane is, right? Like we can talk about staying in your lane, which we will talk about, but how do I know where my lane is? How do I know what my lane is? A lot of people ask this question and I asked this question years and years ago because I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to be doing in my life. Like if somebody would have told me, yeah, you're going to have a master's degree and you're going to run creative writing programs and workshops for kids, you're going to be an education advocate, you're going to be an English professor, I would have looked at them like they had six heads because I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. And I think there are a lot of people that are living their life unsure of what they should be doing. And I don't think it's a bad thing um, unless you're content with that. But I feel like if it's nagging you, if it's bothering you, you're halfway there to figuring it out. So in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And if you are like me, you should feel free to underline that in your Bible, highlight it, highlight it on the Bible app, whatever you have, wherever you read your Bible, because this is a verse that I feel has guided my life at every single crossroad. Because I always have to remind myself that I am God's handiwork and he created good works for me and he prepared it a long time ago. Now, when I think of handiwork, I think of like Home Depot and I'm gonna keep it 100. Like I don't really fool with Home Depot too much. Um... Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. You're the Home Depot guy. I feel like I let you down in that regard. But it's just, like, not really my thing. I took a shop class, made a table, a chair, you know, came out cool, did all the little sandpaper stuff. It was fine, but I'm more of, like, a art, paint, easel type of person. But regardless, I think that no matter what you're creating, handiwork involves detail, and it involves intentionality, and it involves visioning. Um, a lot of people, if like an architect, for instance, like they'll have a plan drawn up. Some people use vision boards. Like anytime you're creating something, you are putting your thoughts together in such an intricate way because you want the end goal to be perfect. You want it to be beautiful. And I don't really know if most people wake up every day feeling like they're God's handiwork. I don't even know if people wake up every day thinking that God has created you and a space for you to do the things that he desires you to do. I asked those large questions. What is my purpose? Why am I here? When I was in my 20s, maybe you've asked those questions. I would love for some of you to hit me up and tell me what your stories are. I can feature it later on. But um, if you haven't asked that question, you should. Because you are designed for a given purpose. Like there's no chance that God would just make you purposeless. He does not even operate that way. So one of the first things you need to do is seek God 
And that will help you determine what your lane is because your lane is specified by your purpose, right? Like Route 8 is going to take you to a very specific place the same way that the Merritt Parkway can take you to a very specific place. Sometimes those minor arteries of the highway merge together and you can get on and off and then sometimes they don't. So in order to know what your lane is, you really have to know where you're going. And in my mind, it first has to come from God because he created you. I've done a lot of work with students. Um, I do have, a, a, there's a young women's class that I teach at my church. And, you know, we've talked for years about developing a concept of your purpose. And we've done a lot of great work together. And some of the things that we've done, I'll mention a little later on. But the point is, like, investigate. It takes a long time to figure it out. And I don't think we're ever a thousand percent there but I feel like we'll be as close as we can possibly get hopefully by the end of our lives um the other thing I want us to do is to go to the book of Jeremiah chapter one really quickly because Jeremiah is like low-key my homeboy he and I get along very well because Jeremiah was a young person called by God and he had no idea what God was really asking him to do but he did it anyways and for some of us who like were raised in the church or just always grew up with the concept of God this could be something that relates to you so in Jeremiah chapter 1 um we'll start in verse 4 it says then the word of the Lord came to me saying before I formed you in the womb I knew you before you were born I sanctified you I ordained you a prophet to the nations then I said ah Lord God behold I cannot speak for I am a youth but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth for you shall go to all to whom I send you and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth and said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. And so I just read up to verse nine. And let me tell you that portion of scripture is a game changer for me and I hope that it's something that encourages you because yes God has created you you are his handiwork um he's prepared works for you to do in advance before you even got here God has already thought about all the awesome contributions that your life can have but what I love about this is the the um section of scripture that says before I formed you in the womb I knew you like, that's crazy to me that God is that intentional and he is that ahead of schedule. Like, some of y'all can't even get to work on time. No shade. Some of us can't even, um, I don't know, manage, like, our life schedule. And yet God is constantly on time. So before you even got here, he mapped everything out so that nothing would fall out of his timing. And that is an encouragement to me. So if you're looking to figure out what your lane is, like go to the person who created you, go to the person who has known you before your parents knew you. A lot of us, like my parents are super encouraging. They're great people. They've encouraged tons of people my whole life, but ultimately like they're not God. And so they can be supportive of an idea once I present it to them. There's times where they've kind of given an idea based on knowing me. Um, given suggestions about career choices or friends or relationships because they know me so well. But ultimately, nobody knows you better than God. Nobody. So seeking him is a, a huge part of just understanding what your lane is. So if you're asking this question, how will I know? Ask him. 
ask through prayer, um, look for confirmation in other people. I think that God does a great job of confirming our dreams and confirming our career choices, our relationship choices through other people, which is wild to me because sometimes something will come across my mind and I literally won't tell anybody. And then someone at church will say something to me or um, other people will say things to me randomly, like at a store. It's just nuts. Like God will use anything to speak to you. So absolutely um, look for confirmation and seek him and then know that he's going to create a path for you. What I love is God said to Jeremiah, I ordained you, I sanctified you, I formed you. Those are all action words. So the activity that God has put into your life generally is bigger than the activity you're ever going to put into your own life. He did most of the work for you. So you're not here by chance. You have a lane um, and you have a purpose. So you have to connect yourself to a higher power in order to figure that out. The other thing that I find very helpful in terms of figuring out what your lane is, uh, is this whole concept of like, what do you value and what are your strengths? I'm pretty obsessed and I think I said this on the last podcast, which mm, I might have to check myself. <laughs> but I am obsessed with planners. So I use a day designer planner and I will leave in the show notes a link to the day designer in case you're looking for a planner. Their mid-year planners are on sale. No, I'm not getting any type of check for promoting this. Maybe one day I will. But look for the day designer planner if you, like me, are really into goal setting and visioning. There's obviously the day scheduling part but what's exciting to me is on page five of this planner there's a little um there's a venn diagram and it's called my core and it says there's an easy equation for understanding your core that is values plus passion plus strengths equals your core for each of these three elements are a different facet to your personality you will use your passions to stay excited and engaged in life you'll use your strengths to help you build relationships and careers you'll use your values to to motivate you and to help make decisions. The intersection of these three elements is your core. It is a snapshot of you. So I find that to be really awesome and amazing. Um, And one of the reasons why I love it so much is because a couple years ago, I was in a dead-end job and I was just like, God, I got to get up out of here. Like it was sanity or else that and maybe some of you have experienced this. So I was really just trying to focus and just look for next steps. What can I do? And that's when I got this planner and I decided to just fill the beginning part out. So I identified my values. Like what is Erica into? I value education. I've always valued education, particularly reading and writing. I love creative writing. I've written short stories. I've written articles. I've written uh, devotionals, speeches. Um, I love that kind of stuff. I love reading fiction, nonfiction, flash fiction, poetry. So I can always like that is the smallest part, the most nuanced portion of education. But I love that so much. And I also enjoy just knowing that people are being educated so that they can find their passion. I also value Uh, faith and spirituality I think that it's a beautiful thing it's number one value actually in my life is to be a spiritual person to be a godly person Um, I also value um, leadership development and empowerment I love being better I love challenging myself I love doing the hard stuff in life Um, whether it's going to the gym and I'm looking at the 
the weights and I'm like nah like you're gonna do 60 pounds instead of 50 like I just believe in doing more I believe in being better and I believe in beating myself I don't compete with people never have uh because I stay in my lane <laughs> um but I will compete with myself and I want to be better than I was last time so those are just a couple things that I value so I listed those values here um, there's another section for strengths and then there's another section for a crazy list like what is just the wild stuff that you out of the box if you had all the money all the time all the resources um, what would you accomplish and a couple years ago when I filled this out like one of the things was teaching on the college level another thing was speaking at a women's conference out of the country um, another one was starting a book publishing a book like and these are things that have happened which is crazy because I brought my focus to them, but I also found out what my core is, like what are my values? And that's how I decided to start cultivating a lane. I knew what my skills were, I knew what my strengths were, but I didn't really know how to tie it together. And so your lane is tied to whatever you believe that God has given you the talent, the strength and the knowledge to do. So if it's teaching, if it's encouraging, if it's advocating, if it's social justice, there's a lane for you. And you can cultivate that lane based on what you value, based on these big dreams that you have that sometimes you try to diminish because you're afraid of them, and based on the strengths that you possess. So if you want to get a day designer, um, definitely you should, and you can see what this diagram looks like. I'll try to take a picture of it too, and then if you follow me on social media, you can see uh, what it looks like. The other thing that I think is hugely important, um, and this is touched on in this document, is just finding your strengths. If you don't know what your strengths are, it'll be really hard for you to know what your lane is because your strengths are tied to your ability to be effective. Okay? There's a lot of things in this world that are fighting for your attention. And you need to be able to be a strong decision maker based on your strengths and your values and your purpose. And the longer it takes you to figure out how to make strong decisions based on who you are, the longer it's going to take you to be successful. I'm keeping it real because I've witnessed this, but I've also experienced this. So you may be saying, I don't get it, Erica. It doesn't make sense. I took a strength test a couple weeks ago in one of my classes. And I also took this a couple years ago when I was in a leadership development program. So if you are like me, somebody who loves to learn, you should go find the Strengths Finder book. It's by Tim Roth. And you can take this online test. Um, I think it's maybe like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. You take this online test and they'll ask you a series of questions, rate this from this to this. Uh, and then it'll give you your strengths based on your response. So my top five strengths are listed as input, strategic, deliberative, relator, and learner. Input, strategic, deliberative, relator, learner. Spot on. Like, legit. This is Erica Kimberly in a nutshell. So I'll just read you a little bit from the input section so you can get a gist of what this does. Because in the book, they'll give you definitions, ideas for action. Um, there's also, like, how do you work with people who have these traits? And so input really means that I love to collect things. Um, it says you might collect information, words, facts, books, quotes, objects like butterflies cards or dolls I don't really collect none of that but I do collect books I collect quotes I collect photos um what else do I collect I collect memories I think I'm like really obsessed with making memories and then collecting them so I've always been into scrapbooking 
uh, and stuff like that. And so as someone who has this strength, and remember, this is my number one strength. One of the ideas for action is look for jobs in which you are charged with acquiring new information each day, such as teaching, research, or journalism. Ding, 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 ding. So I already said that I value education, right? I am an English professor, which means teaching is something that I found along the way, which makes perfect sense because I love collecting information, sharing information out. It's another reason why I love podcasting. I do public speaking because it means a lot to share the information that I found. So um, another thing that my strength of input says is I need to be intentional, find ways to output the information that I receive so that I am not stagnant. Um, and don't be afraid to position myself as an expert, which is what I'm trying to do right now with my career. Just be more narrow and more focused and becoming an expert in the field. So I say this to say, one, identify your strengths because your strengths are how you can effectively own your space and effectively accomplish your goals. Uh, one thing that you guys may be experiencing that I've been experiencing is just a ton of like Facebook overload. I actually had to start logging out of Facebook every day and so I have like check-in times and I really try hard not to deviate from it and that's because it is so difficult to stay focused because there's tons of uh, information there's statuses there's uh, invitations for events there's all kinds of things happening on Facebook and sometimes I'm just like whoa I need to chill mainly because I find myself like going down the rabbit hole and I'm in information spaces that aren't necessarily where I need to be like I need to be in my own lane based on what my strengths are and what my values are and I think that seeing your friends get connected to different things uh, that look really cool excites me and it may excite you and it kind of pulls you into a direction that may not be yours and so staying in your lane requires you to know your lane so know your values and know your strengths so that when people hit you up about stuff and when you hit other people up about stuff you're working off of your strengths so I have a friend who's really awesome and she's always connecting me to um different opportunities but at the end of the day sometimes I have to tell her yeah my skills could be used here but this isn't something I really value right now or while my strengths could totally help this situation become better or help this organization become better, this doesn't fit with my value set because I know what my lane is. And a lot of people want me to do a lot of things. And I love y'all for that. And I love everybody for seeing greatness in me. But it took me years to figure out that I could say no and I should say no. So I've gotten feedback on to be praised. I've gotten feedback on what I should do with my doctorate degree. But at the end of the day, I hear people, I listen to people, I value people, but I know based on what God has asked me to do, what my lane is, and I have to stay authentic and I have to stay true. Um, so let's get on to second question. How do I stay in my lane? How do I stay in my lane? Look, y'all know I keep it real all the time. You need to stay in your lane by being focused, okay? Again, the distractions. I am so big on this right now. You cannot stay in your lane if you don't have the proper people in your life. Now, take a gut check. Cultivate community and be intentional about the people you keep in your circle. If you say, hey, I want to be more spiritual and you hang around a bunch of heathens, it's not going to work for you. Okay? If you say, hey, Erica, you know, I really want to be 
better at writing and you're hanging around a ton of people that only want to watch movies, it's not going to work for you. Okay, It's just like little tips like this seem like it should be common sense, but it's not common sense because our habits shape our outcomes. You need a community of people in your life who can speak back to you the story you have spoken of yourself. There's a quote that says, a friend is someone who knows the song in your heart and will sing it back to you when you have forgotten the words. That is as legit as legit can get. I have some great girls in my girl gang, I like to call them, who reminds me of me, who reminds me that I love um, reading. And sometimes like one friend of mine who I used to work with, she used to say to me, Erica, you're not bringing any books into work anymore. Like, what's going on? You're getting obsessed with all this other stuff. And she was right. And it's one of the reasons why I felt drained, because I wasn't staying in my lane. Erica needs to be reading books. Erica needs to travel, even if I'm just, like, going down to the city. Um, I need to be doing very specific things to stay in my lane. So you need people in your life. Cultivate community. Cultivate people who can stay like sing back to you this song whatever it is um and be deliberate about keeping those people in your life and I'm not always the best person at being deliberate with relationships working on that working on texting people working on calling people because I can get really sucked into work but the community that I am developing there are people who just know me they know what I love and when they see me getting too far to the left or too far to the right they're always there to like check me and you need people like that if you're hanging around a bunch of yes men or yes women I'm gonna tell you right now you're not gonna get to where you need to be you may get to where they want you to be but you're not not gonna get to where you need to be and I hope that speaks to somebody because there's been many times in my life where I would just go along to get along and next thing you know I'm helping xyz person accomplish their goals and I'm making them the next best thing known to man but my goals are not accomplished. And sometimes you have to just, again, tell people no. Keep people in your life who can say, look, focus on you. If you're spending every single day trying to elevate somebody else and accomplish their goals with them, you're not in your lane, you're in their lane. And that might be the slow lane. And you will be surprised at how quickly you can become successful when you're in the fast lane of your dreams the fast lane of your purpose. It is devastating to watch people with talent and potential drive in the slow lane of life because they think they need all these people to be successful. No, you need God, you need family, and you need yourself. And God will bring people into your life who are going to help you become the amazing person he created you to be. And if you don't believe that, keep riding in the slow lane. And let me tell you something. 90% of the exits on the highway come from the slow lane. It is faster to get off of the road in the slow lane than it is in the fast lane. You know why? Because in the fast lane, you're going way too fast to stop. I don't know if that's speaking to anybody. I hope it is, though. Because in my life, there were so many times when I got off the exit and I just quit on a dream because I was in that slow lane and I needed people to remind me, you could be doing more. You could be going faster. So how do you stay in your lane? Get out the slow lane. Get out of other people's dreams. Cultivate community. Cultivate people that are going to gas your car up, gas your head up, gas your dreams up so you can go farther and farther every single day. The other thing is, I mentioned it, cutting out distractions. Um, 
One of the things that this planner does have is a time study. If you've never done a time study, please do one ASAP because it is a reality check in a major, major way. Um, make a little grid. You can use like a Google spreadsheet or um, an Excel spreadsheet and just start making some segments for yourself. Uh, career, I don't know, social media, family, TV, slash phone, um, spirituality, physical, like going to the gym, uh, education, community work, marriage slash relationship slash dating, uh, hobbies. Just start making like a list of things that you do and then make a column that says time I spend, money I spend. Those are two separate columns and then make time I want to spend and then money I want to spend. Fill that out for like a month and maybe you don't do it daily do it weekly check to see where your time is going there's this one quote and I can't remember it uh verbatim but it says something about like um you can tell what a person cares about by checking their bank statement and the first time I heard that I was like oh lord god I know what I spend my money on <laughs> okay so Check to see where you spend your money, but check to see where you spend your time. We all have 24 hours in a day. And I know you may feel like you need more time, but I look at life like this. Jesus changed the world with 24 hours a day. Okay? Look, Beyonce is out here with 24 hours a day. Look at all the stuff she accomplishes. Okay? Look at Barack Obama. He put this whole country in a much better position just working day by day with the same 24 hours that you have. Now ask yourself, where do I spend my time? Where do I spend my money? If you say that you value, right? Let's go back to that. If you say, hey, Erica, I value um, community work. I value advocacy. But the bulk of your time is spent at the gym. Guess what? You're not going to be that successful in the community advocacy work because you're spending the most of your time at a gym and that's not necessarily a space that cultivates community work. You understand what I'm saying? Let's look at it from an education standpoint. Right now, I need to be super focused on school. So if I say that I value education and my strength is acquiring information and I'm spending the bulk of my time um, with my family guess what? I'm not going to be able to be that successful. So staying in your lane means cutting out the distractions. And in order to cut them out, you have to see where you're spending your time and slowly start nipping things in the bud. It's not easy, um, but you got to do it. I have to do it. I took a hard look at my life this summer and I looked at how I was wasting time. I looked at how I was wasting money. I had to tighten up. You know, there's a time for fun. I'm all for that. You know, I schedule fun with some of my girlfriends, I schedule fun with my family, um, I schedule fun with myself, <laughs> you know, whether it's just like going, I don't know, last week I got my hair done, I got a haircut, like that was cool to me, like just scheduling your time can go a long way, this way you're not spending more time on something than you need to, and again, check for the people that suck the time out of your day, like one of the reasons why I'm not a, a huge texter, and this has gotten me in trouble with, uh, people <laughs> but I just don't waste my time texting people 24 hours a day like I have articles to read I have books to highlight I have 
you know, reps at the gym to do. I have food that needs to get cooked. I'm not saying I don't talk to people, but there's a time for everything. And I'd much rather, like, check in here and there, call at night or call in the morning versus just all day talking to somebody and not accomplishing anything. So do the time study. Check to see where you're spending your time because in order to stay in your lane, you can't have distractions. Um, one of the other tools really, really quickly that I think is super helpful um, is really spend some time reflecting on yourself. I think in 2017, there's so much human interaction, but self-awareness is getting to be diminished in a major way. So I journal. I've been journaling for years. Uh, one of my best friend's journals. We're obsessed with cute journals. And um, one of the best ways to figure out what your lane is and then how to stay in your lane is journaling about your thoughts, your feelings. Keep track of what makes you excited. Keep track of what burns you out. Keep track of the places that make you feel invigorated. You know, maybe it's going to uh, New York City. Maybe it's going out of the country. Does tropical weather make you excited? One of the best ways for you to connect with your higher purpose and to stay living and dwelling successfully in that purpose is being aware of who you are and there's times where what you love may not be the things that other people love and that's fine stay in your lane I love art I love creativity I went to uh, New York City recently for my birthday um, a couple days before my birthday actually and it was awesome and I love poetry so I was with people who decided to step into my lane for a couple minutes a couple hours and just go to a bookstore which was cool that's my lane right they're not going to live in that lane they're not going to go own a bookstore they're not going to go do some spoken word because that's not their thing but it's mine and so the only way for me to know that that excites me is to be self-aware and when I feel depleted like I was feeling because I was just focusing on school, 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 and like family stuff and church stuff and like community stuff. I knew I needed to take a break and to get back into something I really loved. But that came from becoming a very self-aware person. So check with what uh, you know about yourself and ask other people too. And say, hey, like, when am I happiest? When's the last time you saw me happy? Who was I with? when you saw me happy that's another thing too because a lot of times I'm always talking about the people in your life but that's major sometimes you think you know who makes you happy but your friends and your family especially your family they will have a whole nother perspective on that because my parents will tell me quick fast in a hurry like that person is not really your friend or you always complaining about this person and yet you always jump as as if that person is like your number one and you don't realize that that person is depleting you and I'm like I'm doing that out of habit, not after, like, genuine love and affection. So always have people who can help you, again, cultivate community. Have people who know you and who can speak to you the things that you can't really speak to yourself. Um, seek God. He will definitely help you identify your purpose. He'll help you identify what your lane is. And then when you know your lane, stay in your lane. Do not get off the exit of your dreams. Okay, if you feel like you need some encouragement, listen to this all over again. But do not get in the slow lane. Time is of the essence. You have one single life. Okay, and the fastest way to fail is to get off the exit and quit. Okay, because once you get off the exit, people go even slower. So stay on the highway of your dreams, stay on the main road, um, stay in the fast lane. And don't be afraid of that. Things move really fast. Life moves fast. 
Uh, you may feel like things are rushing along and maybe they're not. Maybe that's the speed that is designed for you to get to where you need to be. You have it in you to be successful. You have it in you to be amazing. Stay where you are. Cultivate a space for yourself. And when you do it, do it big. I hope this blesses you. I hope this encourages you. And I hope this inspires you. Please like it, share it, repost it. Again, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at Erica underscore Kimberly or to be praised.com. Thanks, guys.